Something going on in this room right now. It's not the regular Sunday set. No, Kobe Baki. Take your moment. Take your time. Bratele Sambele Kowesh. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We give you all the glory in this room. We see what you're about to do and we give you glory for it. We give you glory in advance. <laughs> Logic Church Mainland, get ready. This is about to be an outburst. <laughs> we are leaping over walls by the Holy Ghost. Oh, oh. I said we're leaping over walls. I said we're leaping over walls. Oh, we're breaking grounds on every side. We're breaking grounds. Get ready. Get ready. God is up to something. It has begun already. We give you glory, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worshipped. Put your hands together, celebrate Jesus one more time. Oh my God. Oh my. <laughs> oh my God. What's this? What is this? What is what is this? What is this? I, I just want to stay here for a bit. What is this? What is this? My God. What is... visions right now some people are seeing visions some people are seeing visions right now in this room God is opening your eyes to see things you're seeing visions right now as I'm talking right now some people are getting visions you're getting words specific words for your life take your pen and write it down words are coming to some people visions visions as I'm talking right now visions 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 Visions, visions, visions. In worship, you see clearly visions, 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 uh, visions. We activate visions in this room right now. Eyes are open, ears are open. Pa! Eyes are open, ears are open. Eyes are opened right now. Ears are opened right now. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Father, we give you praise. Ah! We give you praise, God. We give you praise, oh God. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. 
in the name of Jesus. Amen. Put your hands together again. Celebrate. I don't know how many times you're going through it. Glory to God. So we've been doing a series called The Believer's Conduct. How many people been blessed by The Believer's Conduct? Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, it's been. Remind me sometimes, it's not every Sunday that we have. <laughs> it's not, I mean, it's regular with us, but sometimes it hits differently. And um, you, you must learn to know when to stay in some atmosphere. Because sometimes God wants to do something that is beyond what you've prepared for. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, so you must learn how to sense the atmosphere, sense the room, and know when to stay with that thing you know, for a bit so you can maximize the anointing in the room. Glory to God. Yeah, so you can't box God out of his church. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah, you can have your program, but he has his agenda. Did you hear me? You can have your program, but God has his agenda. So there's something he wants to actualize and achieve in every meeting. So it's safe to say that this moment can just be for one person or two persons who have been going through something and God brought you into this first service to have this encounter. Some people who have not had time to pray before, they feel dry, they feel like everything is wrong, but in this atmosphere, you feel charged up. It's like you're plugged into an electrical source that is changing everything about you. That when you get back home, you realize that everything has changed. You can now pray. You now love to want to spend some more time with God. Why? Something has been infused into your system. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So it's not just um, one of those things. Let's just create an atmosphere. We don't create it. It comes. Are you hearing? We don't create the atmosphere. It comes. It's by the Spirit. It's not mechanical. It's by the Spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Glory to God. So we've been doing the believer's conduct. And um, we'll just continue from there. Thursday was great, right? Yeah, Thursday was great. I thought so too. So we just shared in a few things that were really important. And I won't just take it up from there. So um, believers conduct amplified. Okay. And the first thing that I want to share with you this morning will be um, to emphasize that, you see, wrong conduct, take it again, wrong conduct does not cancel sonship. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Can you put off this and find for me a bit? It's getting in my ears. Just this one is fine. Did you hear what I said? Wrong conduct does not cancel sonship. You know, sometimes you do something wrong and then you feel like you've lost your sonship with God. Am I, am I really a child of God? Am I still saved? Mm -mm. The essence of dealing with or treating this series is not to condemn you or cancel your sonship. No, no, no. You are still a son. Are you, did you hear what I said? Slap yourself, see, I'm still a son female or males you are still sons there are no females in the kingdom you hear you say eh there are no females in the kingdom now in in that sense there's no gender okay so that's what you want to hear there's no gender are you a feminist <laughs> there are no gender in the kingdom okay it's we're all sons and that speaks of um inheritance because in the then times ladies did not have inheritance it was sons so when he calls us sons he calls us sons because all of us have inheritance in christ do you see where that is coming from now uh -huh. i'll do it again so in the old times it was only the sons that had inheritance 
because they believe that the ladies will be married out of their father's houses. So they will go and get inheritance in their husband's house. So, but in Christ, whether you marry out or marry in, you have inheritance. Male or female, you have inheritance. So we are all sons in the kingdom. So what we are saying is, whether you are cheating or cheating, you have inheritance. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, there's an inheritance for the man in Christ. And the man in Christ, the same thing is applied. You know, it's man, not woman in Christ. Are you seeing that now? So both male and female, they are all men in Christ. Does that make sense now? So we are all men in Christ. Glory to God. So what we're saying is just because you tripped, you fall, you fell, you misbehaved, you did something that wasn't exactly the best conduct, doesn't remove your sonship. Because that's what the devil uses to come tempt you or condemn you or judge you and make you feel like you're the worst guy on earth. No, 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 no. You can do something stupid, but you're still a son. So when the devil comes to accuse you with something that you've done wrong, see, if I have beef with my father, it doesn't concern my neighbors. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I have beef. It's me and God that has the issue, Abby. I did not sin against the devil. Hey. The believer never sinned against the devil, will never sin against the devil. So he has no right to talk to you. That's the first thing you must settle. The believer did not sin against the devil, cannot sin against the devil, so the devil has no right to condemn you or talk to you about what you did wrong. The person you owe an apology or an explanation is God the Father. And he has forgiven you already. So when we speak of your conduct, what we are trying to achieve is not um, trying to get right with God. Is that you're trying to get right with men. Do you see that now? You have rightness and right standing with God already because of what Jesus did. The issue is if you keep living in a certain way, you're going to bridge relationship with men. And what you must understand is God doesn't just bless you from heaven. He blesses you through men. So if your relationship with men is faulty, you are caught secure, you're short circuiting the blessing of God as meant to come to you. So some things are just about prayer. I'm praying about it. I'm praying about it. But the men God is sending, you are, you, are, you, are, you are doing rubbish with them. That's why believers' conduct is important. It's for the message. It's for relationships. Those are the two things. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's for the message. It's for relationships. The message, one, so that people will receive it without questioning it. Because when they see your conduct, they are asking yourself, ah, this guy, is he really saved? Is this thing he's saying really true? So your, your conduct can put a question mark on the gospel you're preaching. So what we're saying is your life has to become a full representation of the message. In other words, like we saw on Thursday, it has to align to sound doctrine. Do you see that? It's one thing to know sound doctrine. It's another thing to leave sound doctrine. Do you see that? So don't just know sound doctrine, leave sound doctrine. So the essence of hearing sound doctrine is so that you can produce sound living. Uh, uh. The essence of hearing sound doctrine is so that you can produce sound living. So if you are receiving sound doctrine but there's no sound living, something is wrong. Your duty is to teach them to embrace a lifestyle that is consistent with sound doctrine. Timothy, Titus 2.1. That's what I'm doing. To teach them. So that's what you see. The miracle is not the primary thing for church service. It's teaching. But will you get miracles in church? Absolutely. A hundred times, yes. But if you're getting miracles, but your life is not consistent with the teaching, then something is wrong. Because you can get miracles and lose it. Do you see what I'm saying? 
Yeah. So this is what builds you up. My duty is to teach you to embrace a lifestyle that is consistent with sound doctrine. It's in the Bible. So that's why I can't leave it. I wish it was not in the Bible. That I, don't, I wish it wasn't there, but it's there, so we're going to teach it. You hear what I'm saying? Don't wait for you. Have, like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking You're waiting for when you can shout, hey, word. Don't wait for it. I'm talking now already. This is the word. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the culture of most Christians. You're waiting for when the pastor will not drop one bomb. Shout, ah! Yes. Tell them, pastor, I'm telling you, not them, you. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> Glory to God. So it's to get to sound doctrine, sound living. That's the essence. So we want to have believers who are growing in the faith, not those who are, you know, killing the faith. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. So you don't have any business with the devil. You didn't sin against the devil. I did something wrong. It's between me and God. And between me and the person I offended. So the devil has no right to come and judge you, condemn you, when he comes to speak to you, you should be able to say to him, I am a child of God. I am a son of God. Do you know that even if Jesus fell for the temptation of a devil, he's still a beloved son? Yeah. Even if Jesus fell for the temptation of the devil, he will still be the beloved son of God. That falling will not remove the beloved sonship. Mm-mm, he won't remove it. Why? God gave it to him before anything. So it was not premised on good behavior. It was premised on nature. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm taking my time to teach you so you can get it. Because you see, whilst I'm doing this teaching, some people think I'm teaching the law. This is not grace. Mm-mm, this is grace. Grace instructs. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is grace. Grace that cannot correct you is this grace. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. So this is grace. This is grace. Say this is grace. Say I will receive correction. It's it's a Sunday morning service. Glory to God. (laughs) You will like it. I'll hug you after the service. Family pictures. Don't run. Glory. (laughs) Yeah. So that's it. That's it. So, see, wrong conduct does not cancel sonship, but the revelation of sonship corrects our conduct. Did you see that now? Wrong conduct does not cancel sonship, but the revelation of sonship, you know, corrects our conduct. This is very powerful. One point that I want you to keep in mind. Next thing that I want to also say to you. Should I repeat what I said now? Wrong. I like this church now. Yeah, yeah, taking notes. No, right on, right on. Can you come again, sir? <laughs> yeah. Wrong conduct does not cancel sonship, but the revelation of sonship corrects our conduct. One more time. Wrong conduct does not cancel sonship, but the revelation of sonship corrects our conduct. So when I know who I am, I behave as I am. When I know who I am, I behave as I should. So, it's, it's not Gemini. It's not Pisces. It's, you, how can you be calling yourself cancer? What's that? Say, I'm cancer. You're cancerous. I'm cancer. 
then you, you are not, my body is only one kind. It will do use one kind. Of all things, you are cancer. Why? Sagittarius. No. We don't live by the horoscope. We live by the word. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not Sagittarius, even though I'm December or something. Mm. <laughs> I know those things now, but I can't define myself by that. Because it can change. But the word is constant. Do you see what I'm saying now? Yeah. So the word, listen to me. One more time. When I know who I am, I live as I should. I'm taking my time. When I know who I am, I live as I should. The problem most time is people don't know who they are. The moment you are, you are aware, I'm a child of God, you will carry yourself with that, that posture. Are you seeing what I'm saying now? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? The next thing that I want to talk about is this. Taking my time. Listen to me. Listen to me. Just because you are born again does not mean you should not apologize when you are wrong. Just because you are born again does not mean you should not apologize when you are wrong. See, see, see. When you are wrong, say, I am sorry. Don't say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. That's a wrong... See, see, see. The confession is not to... <laughs> the confession is not an endorsement for wrong it is to bring back the awareness that will make you live right should I say it again the confession I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus is not an endorsement for the wrong that you did it is to give you the consciousness of who you are so you can live accordingly do you see that now? So when we confess, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, I'm not endorsing what I did wrong. I am reminding myself of who I am so I can act accordingly. And part of acting accordingly is saying I'm sorry. The believer should know how to apologize. Easily. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You wrong somebody. This believer's conduct. Glory to God. You will come next Sunday, right? Thank you. So you wronged somebody. The right posture should be, I'm sorry, sir. I didn't mean to do this. Not, you know, I'm God's righteousness. I will slap you. <laughs> you know I'm the righteousness of God in Christ, don't you know? I've been redeemed by the blood. No. <laughs> Listen to me. The confession is to help you. The apology will repair the relationship. Do you see that now? Your confession will not fix the relationship. The confession will help you, but your apology will mend the relationship. So don't confess when you should apologize. So that, that's why people are having beef in church. You are confessing when you should be apologizing. No, say I'm sorry. You will not lose your salvation. Just say I am sorry. It's just that simple. You actually owe me a lot of apologies. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's a culture that we should have. Is the believers, don't be too big to apologize. Confess your faults one to another. In other words, own up. I didn't do good here. I didn't do right here. That's a believer's conduct. 
How can you sing? You are singing glory to glory, glory to glory. You are singing, but you are giving somebody bombastic bad eye. Something is wrong. Something's wrong. You get it what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Glory to God. So the next thing I want to share with you, I'm, I'm almost done. <laughs> this, listen, the struggle, the struggle is not the root cause, it's the symptom. I'll explain. The struggle See, so the believer has, some believers, we have struggles. You're struggling with sin, some kind of addiction, some kind of issues. The struggle is a symptom, not the root cause. So when you find yourself struggling with a certain habit, that's not the issue. Because, see, when you have headache, you have pains, you are drinking paracetamol, that's not the issue. I should come to your hospital. No. <laughs> That's not the issue. The issue is you have malaria. Plasmodium falciparum. Glory to God. That's the, that's the organism responsible for malaria. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, what that means is this. If you are taking parastamol, you are dealing with symptoms. So, when you are done with that, the symptoms will come back. But you didn't fix the root cause, which was the plasmodium. What you should have done was take an anti-malaria tablet or treatment. Do you see that now? So when people are going through some kind of struggles, some habits and all that, they are fixing it with therapy. <clears throat> they don't even know what they are fixing. Say, yeah, I'm just, I've been trying, I've been trying. It's doing me somehow. There are symptoms. The root cause, what he's telling us is that you have left the word and prayer. The moment you live your prayer life, you live your word life, these things will start showing up. Weed will start growing. So when I see the struggle consistently over time, I can tell that this is a, is a symptom of lack of prayers. What did he say? Pray that you will not fall into temptation. Not pray that you will not be tempted. Yeah, yeah. Prayer does not prevent temptation. Prayer prevents you from falling into it. Temptation is constant with all men. Are you seeing what I'm saying now? Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's the struggle is the symptom, not the root cause. So I'm not trying to stop this thing I'm struggling with. I'll go back to the word and prayer. When I stay there, see, you won't find flies on hot stove. So when you start burning in prayer and in the word, some things will get out of your life. Leave the symptoms alone. Fix the real issue. Are you getting what I'm saying? So I, I'm, I'm dealing with conduct now, but I'm showing you how to deal with it from the right perspective. So I'm not just shouting at you, behave well, behave well. No. I'm saying get on the word, it will fix your conduct. Did you see what I'm saying now? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Good. Give me Titus chapter 2 verse 5. We read this on Thursday, we read it again. Look at this. To be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind and to be subject to their husbands so that no one will malign the word of God. So the essence of 
believers conduct is what? So that no one will malign the word of God. Give me the next translation. Run fast. To live wisely and be pure, to walk in their homes, to be good and to be submissive to their husbands, then they will not bring shame on the word of God. Are you seeing this now? So they won't bring shame on the word of God. What are we trying to achieve with the believer's conduct? So we don't bring shame to this gospel. It's not a popular teaching, but I will teach it. Glory. Yeah. So that you won't bring shame. So you won't bring shame to the gospel. Next verse. Or next scripture, rather. Look at this. And to be self-controlled and pure, taking care of their household and being devoted to their husband, by doing these things, the word of God will not be discredited. Are you seeing now? It will not be discredited. Give me another translation. I'm showing you something. So that the word of God will not be dishonored. And this is what happens when the believer's conduct is out of place. People now begin to mock scriptures. You see, it's the way we live our lives. That's why some comedians can play with scriptures. Try it with the Quran. We have no reference for the things of spiritual things. We have no reference for spiritual things. That's why people can make a mockery of the faith. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's your disposition that is giving them that mind. Try it with the Quran. Have you seen anybody use Muhammad for a joke? No, no. You have been going for a night of a thousand laughs. Somebody just came out and said, you know, Muhammad. Except it's Muhammad Ubari. Even that one. You, you have freedom of speech. You don't have freedom after speech. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's the way we carry this thing. It's the way we carry these things. And you see the way these guys are. They are fanatics. They can kill for what they believe. Now, I'm not saying you should kill, but it's, that's a mindset that they have. I was told that when they give birth to these guys, very young teenagers like this, they write Allah is, what, Allah is God or something. Allah is great on a, on a board, white chalk. Then they, clean, they wash it with water and give them to drink. That's an indoctrination. You don't understand what some people get into, like from five years, six years. You now come and tell him Allah is not God. He'll be cut off your head. I drank chalk for this thing. It's a, it's a mindset. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But you see believers, somebody is telling you, ah, this God has happened. I don't, I just, ah, yeah, I don't even know too. I've been praying, nothing has happened. Something is wrong. <laughs> Quintessentially. So we're saying you have no way to defend the faith what are you doing there you can't speak up for christ where he's not there what are you doing there he's there then yeah please speak for me now speak for me see god i beg you know kill me <laughs> that's why the gospel cannot travel far because the bearers of the gospel are shy. <laughs> Give me the next translation. So that no one will speak evil of the message that comes from God. Are you seeing this thing? Give me another translation. 
so that the Christian teaching may not be exposed to reproach. It's in your Bible now. You know, so we have believers that are just, just lay hands on me. You know, if we say there's one impartation service here now, this place will be filled up. But you can't sit to hear the word. You will never do anything useful in this life. Listen, I'm not, I'm not your regular guy. If you want to have a successful Christianity, come to me. If you want to have jamboree, go somewhere else. But you see, if we have, if we are going to make this gospel thrive, we must sit up. I've told you in the Lord of Church mainland, every believer is a worker. Everyone here is a worker. You may not be in the workforce. I've already inducted you. Glory. So when you go out there and you meet other Christians, they can see that this one is different. It's not the same Christianity we are doing. Don't worry, another Sunday will jump well. Today we are not jumping. Glory. I have that service. I will do it. Not today. Don't you know I used to jump? <laughs> Give me the next, next translation. And to be sensible and clean-minded, I've, I've not done this thing, leave it, spending their time in their own homes. Walk about. Spending their time in their own homes. So it's not believers going to be walking up and down. Say, I go see somebody. No, stay in your house. Hey, come outside, I did your street. What, what are you looking for there? I, I was the power. I said, I said, my check what are you doing? Don't check, I'm not there. He's no believer. Sit now, stay in their own homes. I'm watching Paloma and Diego. Don't stay in your own homes. Want to watch Passions? No, don't watch Paloma. No, don't do that. You don't know passions, don't worry, Gen Z. <laughs> Stay in your own home. You know second chance. Being kind and there's only one big brother. And he's not he's no he's not looking around like this. He's inside. You don't go to the diary room. Come to the prayer room. Glory to God. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? So that the Christian faith can't be spoken against by those who know them. We are called to defend the faith. I'll teach that series another day. Once I lost it, stay at home. As I've not been praying, oh, my prayer life, you, you have not been at home, you have been on the streets. They don't pray on the streets. They don't do Bible on the streets. Say, but I have audio Bible. No, no, no. Read. You hear what I'm saying? You can't be here and be a casual Christian. That's the big. It's not possible. It's not possible. Oh, when well, next Sunday will jump. Glory. He came. No, not, not today. No. Wow. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> Titus 2 verse 
then no one can say insulting things about God's message. Christian comedy. There is no Christian comedy. The gospel is not a joke. Say I'm a Christian comedian. That profession does not exist. You are deceiving yourself. Just say you are a comedian that says clean jokes. That's not gospel comedy. Don't be deceived. You have finished using pastors and speaking in tongues to play. You see, it's gospel comedy. Something is wrong fundamentally with you. How can you use tongues to play? And Christians are there laughing at the joke. That's why you pay to go and laugh at Christian jokes with tongues. No, 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 no. He that speaks mystery speaks unto God. And you are laughing with it. And you paid for such a Colossians chapter 4. Conduct yourself with wisdom in your interaction with outsiders. So there's a way to behave when you are unbelievers. Don't be loose guarding. Unbelievers are bringing crazy things about the gospel. You are just thinking, that's how they are in my church too. Something is fundamentally wrong with you. Conduct yourselves with wisdom in your interactions with outsiders, non-believers, and make the most of each opportunity, treating it as something precious. So when you are with an unbeliever, the goal is to get them saved. Not to join them to criticize the faith. Somebody who is not saved is castigating a pastor. You two are there. That's how they are, all of these pastors. We know them. You should be flogged on the streets and hung on the cross. Verse 6 Let your speech at all times be gracious. Don't be talking anyhow. Parrots. The only time you should be tongues tongues you bring somebody you tear the person down you left your house took uber to go and discuss a member eat on this well you left your house Be gracious and pleasant, seasoned with salt, so that you will know how to answer each one who questions you. So in every conversation, there's questions. But you don't have sense. You answer stupidly. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Give me the message. Use your head. Use your HQ. Use your head as you live and walk among outsiders. Use your head. Don't just speak in tongues. Use your head. Don't see, don't miss a trick. 
make the most of every opportunity. Be gracious in your speech. The goal is to bring out the best in others. In your conversation. Not put them down. Not cut them out. Use your head. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You, you must be a different breed of a believer. Not the regular ones on the streets. See, which church you are going to? Logic mainland. You must be. You have to be different. You have to. You have to be different. You have to. Not a town hall, upper room. You don't be. You have to be different. Is there another verse to this thing? Philippians chapter one, verse twenty-seven. But whatever happens to me, remember always to live as Christians should. So there's a way Christians should live. So that whether I, whether, I ever, whether I ever see you again or not, I will keep on hearing good reports that you are standing side by side with one strong purpose to tell the good news. Read again. But whatever happens to me, remember always to live as Christians should. So that whether I ever see you again or not, I will keep on hearing good reports that you are standing side by side with one strong purpose to tell the good news. Are you seeing this thing? So the guy is saying, whether I'm there or not, behave well. Because some people were behaving well when he was there. It's eye service. You hearing me? Give me the next translation, TPT. Whatever happens, keep living your lives based on the reality of the gospel of Christ. Are you seeing that now? Which reveals him to others. Then, uh, so living your life based on that reality will reveal Christ to other people. So you are not talking, but they are seeing your living. The fifth chapter, the fifth gospel. Are you seeing this now? Then when I come to see you or hear good reports of you, I will know that you are standing, you stand united in one spirit and one passion, celebrating together as conquerors in the faith of the gospel. You hear what I'm saying? Give me the message, let me close. Meanwhile, live in such a way that you are a credit to the message of Christ. So some people's life is crediting the gospel. You, you are debiting. You are taking from the gospel. You should be a plus to the kingdom, not a minus. So you ask, the way I'm living, am I adding anything to the faith? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Your life should be a credit. Let nothing in your, con- let nothing in your conduct hang on whether I come or not. Are you seeing this thing? Your conduct must be the same whether I show up to see things for myself or hear it from a distance. It's Bible I'm reading now. People are looking at me like it's Quran. Stand united, singular in vision, contending for people's trust in the message. This is what believers should be doing. You are playing Ludo. He says, Contending for people. So when you see someone who doesn't really trust God, you are contending. This person must really believe. And you should be encouraging them to read and study the Bible. So let's go and watch film. 
little mermaid. The good news not flinching or dodging in the slightest before the opposition. Are you hearing what I'm saying? No, no, let's leave it there. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is the gospel. See, it's not grace. It's not grace. Just tell your neighbor, my life must make sense. Say, say, my life must make sense. Say it. My life must make sense. With these few points of mine, I hope I've been able to convince you and not confuse you. Listen to me. You must, you see, you must behave well under my watch no, no, no. You, there's, a, there's a conduct there's a, there's a disposition you will have be one casual believer there you contend for the faith you hear what I'm saying you contend for the faith it's amplified, wait for finale are you hearing what I'm saying glory to God yeah are you blessed by this series uh-huh, yes so I know that you are growing when you start loving messages like this. It's not every time. Hi, turn me on. The gospel is not meant to turn you on. The gospel is not meant to turn you on. It's meant to grow you up. The gospel is not... <laughs> the gospel is not meant to turn you on. It's meant to grow you up. You hear what I'm saying? The gospel is not meant to turn you on, it's meant to grow you up. So beyond excitement, are you growing? Are you growing up? Glory to God. Glory to God.